talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was Ready or Not by Drakeford. Oh, great track. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Could you just introduce yourselves for our listeners who've no idea yet quite who you, the two of you might be. You're called Drakeford. You're, you're a musical duo from, from Nashville? Nashville, yeah, yeah. We're based in Nashville, yeah. We've kind of lived all over, but Nashville's home now. Yeah, so my name is Lucy Jane, and this is... Drake. Drake, um, and we're married, and we live in Nashville. Uh, I'm actually from England, you might be able to tell from my accent, so... And I'm not. It is a, it, it is a beautiful accent. Whereabouts in England are you from? Uh, I'm actually from Birmingham, so I know it doesn't sound like a Brummie accent. It does come out from time to it time, It does though. come out, especially when I go home, the Brummie definitely comes out. Uh, well, well, it's 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 nice. It's funny because because sometimes we try to do English artists, but um, we're normally in in Nashville, if I'm honest. Uh, but it's nice to do an English artist in Nashville. There you go. So it's a bonus. So um, okay. Uh, and how long have you guys been married? Married for almost six years now. Yeah, six years next month. Gosh, that's crazy. Nice, isn't it? Oh wow. Yeah. But, but but you're smiling, so that's a good sign. <laughs> so so can you tell us a little bit about your history then? Because you're from Birmingham. You're from, not from Birmingham. Yeah. Where are you from, Drake? Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. So fairly distant places. Yes. How did you ever meet in the first place? So That's we, a great question. We yeah. actually met on the mission field. We were doing uh, music ministry kind of in the 1040 window in the Near East and Central mm-hmm. Asia. Yeah. And we actually met, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a two-week trip, kind of a quick, you know, trip that I went on just a short-term thing but Drake was actually already on the team Mm long-term and so we met um, and then I went back to England you know was doing my thing and then basically God um, called me to join the mission field full-time and so yeah so then I moved overseas joined Drake's team in the Near East and uh, about a year after that is when we started dating Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) (laughs) I I like that Drake just goes "Mm -hmm," and keeps nodding and smiling (laughs) because There's so much to say about that. That's long story short. Yeah. Crazy long story, lots of details. But basically, we started dating a year later and now here we are. (laughs) So, when when you were with OM in the 1040 window, uh, what what was your sort of purpose? What were you doing out there? So, we did a lot of street performing. Mm -hmm. Um, I started out as a drummer and then I started leading a rock band. Mm -hmm. Lucy Jane is actually a professional dancer. That's her (laughs) background. So, she had a dance crew. Yeah. And we basically put on these really crazy variety shows on busy street corners, travel around different countries and yeah, yeah, just try and share our faith with people on the streets. Yeah, I traveled all around that part of the world. And honestly, it was such an incredible experience and kind of seeing how music and the arts and dance um, really is such a great way to communicate faith with people, you know, if they don't speak a language or um, it's just like, yeah the barriers all kind of fall away and have mm-hmm. great conversations with people. And so, yeah, we, we were doing that for about three years, two, two years for me, three years for Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun, like an amazing experience. Yeah. My wife and I spent a little bit of time with YWAM. So, um, okay. uh, and that was, we were, we were in Cyprus. Um, so it's, it's mm-hmm. great. The, the people meet from all around the world uh, with amazing stories to tell. Uh, yeah. Can we rewind time a little bit though? So maybe both of you just share a little bit of how you first came to become Christians in the first place. Um, so I actually grew up in a Christian home, uh, which I am so grateful for. Uh, my parents are actually missionaries. Um, and so I was an MK 
kind of grew up um, in that. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember when I was about eight years old um, is when I first wanted to give my heart to Jesus. And that's when it all kind of clicked. Like, I think before then, I always just kind of thought because we went to church every Sunday, um, you know, lived in England, like in England, you know, it was a Christian country. And I just kind of thought, well, that makes me a Christian. Um, but I do remember one day just talking to my parents and and them kind of explaining everything to me and how it was my own decision. And um, I just remember feeling really excited to kind of make my own decision and say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. Um, so that was about when I was eight. Uh, and then, yeah, when I was 16, actually, I was baptized. Um, and I remember that being kind of a pivotal moment for me um, as well, where before then I, I never saw myself um, going into ministry or being a missionary or going overseas. That was kind of my parents thing and um, which I really, I loved and I respected them and, and that, that was inspiring to me, but I never saw myself doing that. Um, and then when I was baptized at 16, I remember almost immediately starting to have this like heart for traveling and nations and going to tell people about my faith. Um, it was almost like this hunger that suddenly grew and I knew that I wanted to kind of follow in their footsteps um, and go into that. So, yeah. They, they must've been quite pleased. I imagine it's an answer to quite a lot of prayers that they prayed. So um, probably, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah but, you, but it's a good thing. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, what, what about you, Drake? So uh, kind of similar uh, in the sense that you know, I grew up in the Bible belt in America. And so everybody is just, we're born Christian because we're American and this <laughs> is the South. And, um, but my household per se, wasn't like a Christian household. We went to church every now and then. Um, my mom was a single mom. And so a lot of times she worked two jobs during the week and at the weekend she was just exhausted. So we, we didn't go to church very often. Um, yeah. So I had this idea of who God was just cause I'm around, you know, through osmosis being in the Bible belt, you kind of get little glimpses of Jesus here culturally and God here culturally. Um, but a guy moved a couple houses down from me when I was in middle school. So like 12, 13 years old. Um, and he was this cool, like 25, 26 year old. He had flippy hair. Cause that was cool back then. <laughs> and, uh, I started talking to him on the street one day and he was like, yeah, I'm the youth pastor at Ebenezer Baptist down the street, dude. And I was like, sweet, you're cool. I'm unpopular. I'm going to go to your church because <laughs> by association, I'll be cool. And uh, so he started giving me rides to church uh, and I basically just loved the community, even though I didn't understand who Jesus was fully. Um, yeah. But through him taking me to church every day for multiple years, I, I sort of, it, like it clicked when I was 14, 15, um, who Jesus was. And I made the conscious decision that Lucy talked about mm. and was baptized when I was 16 as well. And kind of the same thing, actually, I just felt this urging to go to all nations after that, which was daunting for me because I know England is really close to lots of other countries, but in America, we're so far removed from everything, <laughs> especially in like the little tiny bubble of small town, South Carolina. Um, but I just felt like it was time to go. So finished high school and moved overseas. So what, what age did you go overseas? Uh, 18. And um, what, what did your mom make of that? <laughs> uh, my mom is crazy in a good way. She's uh, really been supportive of everything artistic. Um, mm. Like when we were kids, she, instead of like pushing us to do 
piano or like play sports, she would encourage us to lean into what we really like to do and we're passionate about. So um, when I became a Christian, she also like sort of recommitted herself to Christ and my whole family, we all sort of joined the church at the same time. So when I told her I felt called to do missions, she obviously was sad when I was going to move across the world, but was fully behind me, which I'm very grateful for. No, that makes a world difference. Was that the same with your parents, Lucy Jane? Were they, I know you said they're missionaries, but when you said you're going to be leaving, were they already in the UK themselves at that point and you said you're going to be leaving them? No, so, I mean, my parents have also just been so supportive of everything. that They're absolutely amazing. Um, but I kind of have an interesting story kind of moving all over the place. But when I was 10, actually, um, me and my whole family, we moved from England to the States. So we lived um, in Atlanta for a while. Um, basically, I did middle school, high school in the States. Um, and my parents kind of stayed there. They're still here in America. Um, but then when I graduated high school, I um, actually moved back to England um, at 18 by myself. Moved there was part of, um, uh, yeah, some, I don't know if you know, the Message and Innovation Trust kind of in Manchester. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, closely linked with them um, for about six years, actually, um, in Manchester. Um, and then from there uh, is when I moved overseas again. So, I mean, from the get-go, when I first moved to the UK by myself, my parents were just so um, encouraging and supportive and really just told me to go for it. So, yeah, I love them for that. Oh, that's brilliant. Do you know a guy called Chip Kendall? Oh, I love Chip. Yeah. I, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Chip... I was I was on holiday uh, in Cos um, with a, it was called Masterson back then. Now it's mainly it's a Richmond holiday, so a Christian holiday company. And this sixteen-year-old yeah. kid, maybe was seventy, maybe he could have been eighteen, but he looked quite young anyway. He yeah. he he rocked up to do the kids' work there. Yeah, he must oh. have been eighteen. He must have been eighteen because there was a, there was a girl that that he was maybe going to get engaged to, or maybe I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, and and I remember praying for him because he had this vision about doing all this. Uh, all this stuff with with rap music and with kids and all the rest of it. And I remember just spending a bit of time with him and thinking, oh, I think this kid could do really well. He's got such a great attitude. And we've had him on the show. He's, he's a lovely guy. So, oh, um, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so I worked with him, uh, yeah, for six years. He was in the band with no name. Um, and I was actually in one of the other bands. Um, so we worked together so closely and love, love Chip and Helen mm-hmm. and all of them. So, yeah. Yeah, great guys. Okay, so sorry, just for a quick plug for Chip K while while we're talking. So, um, okay, um, so we've got we got a song that we're going to play from you now called "We'll Be All Right." Yeah, I've got to say, I absolutely love this track. It is just brilliant. I really, really enjoy it. I was I was playing it to my wife earlier on today. I had a little bit of a dance in the kitchen. So, um, so can you tell us a little bit about it? How does it come about? And um, what's the purpose of the song? Who actually wrote it for a start? Oh, so normally I do most of the writing, mm-hmm. and Lucy Jane pitches a lot of ideas in. Um, but this song actually was just a like we co-wrote it together, hundred yeah. percent, both of us mm-hmm. in the same room at the same time. Yeah, um, that was the first time we'd really done that. Like we've yeah. we've done things in the past where we'll kind of go off in our separate places and and write something and come back together. But this mm-hmm. one was like we're going to sit here and we're going to write this together um, because it's something so personal to us both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of my favorite songs as well, actually, yeah. that we've we've ever done. Yeah. Um, we started writing it in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think it was 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah. it was 2018 because we had just released our second mm-hmm. record. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of um, in a season, which I feel like we're still kind of in, but the season of um, 
you know, we've been doing music full time for about at this point, about five years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, we were starting to get to this point where, um, you know, touring full time is really hard sometimes. And as much as we love it, like it is our passion and we feel called to do it. And there are some times where we just really miss community and having that um, routine. And um, and so we were definitely starting to feel kind of the wear and tear of the road and Mm -hmm kind of feeling tired and um, lots of other things, you know, aspects of that as well, having like just different things going on. And um, we just wanted to write a song that we're saying, you know, no one has said life is going to be easy. Um, God never said life is going to be easy. Um, we're going to go through really hard things. We're going to go through great things. But as long as we have to get, as long as we have each other, as long as we have God, um, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through it, but we mm-hmm. have to hold on to each other. Um, and that's kind of, the gist of the song do you have anything to add no that was perfect that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) baby you don't look a lot like tennessee That was We'll Be Alright by Drakeford. I'm very pleased to say that Drakeford are here with us right now on Hope FM for the artist interview. Uh, And following on from that track, guys, uh, it would be really lovely if you could pray for the listeners. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Father God, I just want to thank you um, that you see everything, that you know every intricate detail of what we face each day. Um, You count our tears and you care deeply about our struggles. Even right now, God, the seemingly never-ending battle that we're all facing, the isolation, the loneliness, the anxiety, God, you see it all. Father, and I just pray if there's anyone listening right now who's feeling anxious or at the end of their rope, Father, would you comfort them? I pray that even right now, your Holy Spirit would give them peace and that they would feel your presence and protection. Thank you that you are still in control, even when we can't feel it or don't know where you are. God, you're in control and you have a plan. God, you're the only one that we can rely on right now. So we trust you. And even if we have to say those words a thousand times a day or 10,000 times a day, we speak it in faith, Father. We trust you Mm -hmm. and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Father God, thank you uh, in particular for all of our friends in the UK. Um, We've had some amazing experiences uh, through your Holy Spirit with a really special community of believers um, Mm. in that country. And we just pray that, you know, as lockdown's carrying on and as people are feeling, um, yeah, just really torn apart from their communities and their families, uh, Lord, that you'd give an extra dose of peace Mm -hmm. and the needs that are going unmet from society and community. I pray that you give an extra dose of peace too, um, that they would mm. just have all of their needs met in you, Jesus. Yeah. Cause it's in your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.
And if you're listening at home and you don't normally go to church or you've not got a church that you're considered to be your home church, I just want to encourage you to pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are plenty of churches out there that would love you to help to find God's love and find a community where you can be at home with other Christians. Great, guys. Thanks for all you shared so far. Uh, am I right in saying that you guys have been to the big church day out? Yes. We have. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've played there um, a couple of times now. I think the first year we played there was 2017. I think it might have been 2017. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. It was just a magical experience because in the States, oh. you know, as independent artists, we reach out to literally everybody, every festival, every music venue, every college trying to get shows. And uh, in the States, they take you a little bit less seriously if you don't have a label behind you. Mm-hmm. And so we just, you know, we know a couple of people who have played big church before we got a contact, we emailed mm-hmm. them, we said, Hey, we're going to be in the UK already. We're a, an indie folk duo from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in having us? And they got back instantly and said, yes, we'd love to. And uh, they've become like family to us. Honestly, they have been so supportive over the years. Um, we were supposed to be playing there in 2020 as well. And so obviously that didn't happen. And mm-hmm. um, we just, yeah, we missed them. Like they really have become yeah. a really good community in the UK. And um, we're so grateful to them for giving us the opportunity and um, to be a part of that. We've made so many wonderful friends um, yeah. from that event. I mean, getting connected with other indie Christian artists in the mm-hmm. UK has been one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, we love them. Yeah, if you haven't been to Big Church Day Out, uh, when it next runs, I'm hoping it will run again. So when it next runs, I'd really encourage all the listeners to, to get booked in, uh, particularly if, if you like Christian music, which you probably do if you listen to Hope FM. But, uh, but if you've got kids as well, it's a real family event. Uh, teenagers love it. It's just immense. And the bands they have there uh, range from the smaller sort of bands where you have a really intimate music set up. It's great to the big stage with big names on it. And it is a real treat of a festival. And obviously Hope FM will be there uh, to cover some of the great things that are going on when it next happens. Um, right. Okay, guys. So uh, it'd be interesting to know a little bit about your plans for this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have been working hard we on have. new music, mm-hmm. which has uh, been crazy because, you know, all of our shows got canceled in 2020. Yeah. And so we were like, well, we have a little, you know, recording rig at our house. We know a bunch of people who we can send stuff to. Let's just get cracking on this record. We've been dreaming about this album for a long time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically all of last year, we put our heads down and have been working. And this year it's coming out. Yeah, we are so excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be um, actually in two different parts. So the whole album is going to be split into two um, with kind of singles from each section. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we really can't wait to get out in the world. It's a very special one to us and kind of the theme of it and the feel. And it's it's definitely the most vulnerable album we've ever recorded. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's what really excites me is to get it out there. And and I feel like when you, you write songs and sing songs that are just from the depths of your soul and just bearing everything, um, our hopes is that people can relate to it and um, feel seen in in these songs um, mm-hmm. and struggles and, and things like that. Um, yeah. So we, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. When, when are you going to hear this album? Well, it starts coming out actually February 26th. Uh, that's when the first single comes out. Yay. And then after that, basically every month, mm-hmm. hopefully every month we'll be releasing a new single, a new single. And then the first half. Yeah. And then, 
Um, there'll be a little bit of a break and then probably towards like summer, fall, we'll start releasing the second half of the album. Yeah. But I think kind of early summer would be a good bet for the first half of the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And does it have a name? It does. We haven't shared it yet. Um, you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't shared it elsewhere yet. No, really? but do you, do, no pressure, but would you like to share it right now? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's mm -hmm. called Wayward and Home. Mm -hmm. um we were wayward and home wayward yeah. and home yeah we were we were in england uh and we had an off day in london and so we went to richmond on the west side of london which is one of my favorite places in the world oh, and mine. just walked around peterson park and got some tea uh i used to take my kids down peterson park oh, yeah it's oh, it's amazing. So, yeah yeah it's a great place and we started dreaming this is before our last album mm -hmm. came out um, but we started dreaming about this album. We had a, a vision of what it might look like and what the mood would be. Um, but we had no idea sort of the environment and the season that we were going to start walking into after that, which fit that idea and that vision so perfectly. So mm -hmm. um, we had the title before we had any of the songs. And as we walked into the season that we're in now, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, we've been here for a while. <laughs> um, it just started everything just kind of lined up and fit. And, and so it's not like a story, but this whole album is the same vibe. It's the same feel because um, it's written out of the same place. And, uh, and so the, all of the songs in the album are just going to be really honest about the hardships of where we've been. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Not, not, not specifically the hardships of where you've been, but I imagine the story that the album is telling as well. Uh, and I really, really have enjoyed listening to your voices and, and the music you play is really beautiful, really enjoyable. So um, I'd like to ask some quick questions about being an indie artist, if I may. So, so you, you said in America, there people take you more seriously if you've got a label behind you. Um, so are you an indie because you want to be an indie because it gives you control over your music? Or is it that you haven't yet found a record label who would take you on? What's sort of the story uh, a there? A little bit of both. Um, we have relationships uh, with labels and before we even moved to Nashville, we had an opportunity to um, do what they call a development deal with a label here in town. Um, and we're really close with all the people at the label, uh, mm -hmm. kind of similar to Big Church Day Out. They kind of took us under their wing and became family. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that labels have to operate, which I don't fault them for, but they have to, it's a business, they have to make money. Um, and for an artist who doesn't have a big following, who can't guarantee a certain amount of sales or a certain amount of streams, um, you really have to run their formula for what, you know, your music is supposed to look like. And so we're pretty open-handed. Like mm -hmm. if we felt like that's where God wanted us to be, um, we would have taken that and, and been at the mercy of the label, but we just felt like what we have to say and what God's given us to say it with mm -hmm. um, is such that we just need to keep pursuing it by ourselves. And, uh, and that means it's a little bit, a little bit difficult. We don't have a team helping us strategize and, you know, pull resources behind recording or marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but God's been really faithful at providing the right relationships, uh, the right musicians, the right opportunities really to make music. The finances to make it like God's yeah. just provided all of that. And it's just, amazing to yeah to witness that yeah so it's hard but i think i think that we were meant to be indie 
And, you know, we could get an offer tomorrow and God could be like, yep, that's the one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we would do that whether we liked it or not. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think the freedom that we have right now to be able to share completely honestly and openly with people um, Mm -hmm. in the style that, you know, is our heart music, um, you know, that that is so special and wonderful. And we love that kind of um, freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, actually, the first song that we played earlier, Ready or Not, that kind of was written out of a season of like kind of deciding, okay, you know, what steps do we take as musicians? Do we, do we follow the label route? Do we stay indie? Like, God, what is, what do you have for us? Like, you know, these are such huge life-changing decisions. And sometimes it's easier to just kind of get overwhelmed by that and just kind of stand still and not do anything. And we were kind of in that season and, and um, ready or not kind of came out of that as saying, don't let these big decisions stop you from running the race and just keep pursuing mm-hmm. um, God and keep pursuing what you're called to do. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a very interesting answer. Thank you very much for sharing. So I, I've, I've got to say, when I, when I look at um, all sorts of different people, I spend, I spend time on social media looking at different bands and artists, and sometimes the things they put out, they're so slick, they're so... It feels amazing, but sometimes also over-manufactured. I'm going... I just feel that's been produced to such level that sometimes it loses the individual in the middle of it, if that makes any sense at all. So, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess one of the great things then about your being indie is you are independent and maybe just shines <laughs> through and being able to do whatever you like to do. So um, from that point of view, I'm, I'm pleased that this first album you're doing uh, that it's coming out now, not, it's not your first album, it's your first album for, for three years. Uh, this yeah. this will be our third album that we've put out. Yeah, yeah. but the last, the last album, album was 2018. 2018. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Time flies. So yeah. um, okay. Um, so the track that we're going to play from you right now. Can you tell us about this track? Yes, this track is the first single. So this is sort of the world premiere. Um, it's not even released yet. Yeah, exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, thank you very much. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Just for you guys. Um, it's called Take Me Back. And um, musically, this song is a little bit different from the rest of the record. So you wouldn't think that it would be a great song to introduce the record with. But uh, lyrically and thematically, this song kind of like makes you aware of the setting of where the rest of the songs came from. Um, It's the song itself is about that tension between like the excitement of young faith and the wisdom that comes from like persevering in your faith for a long, long time and holding on to your beliefs and kind of like what Paul said, you know, moving from milk to solid food and, and growing up and uh, yeah, just kind of wrestling with deeper things and having a, a bigger well to draw from spiritually. Um, the in-between of those two places, though, is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we've been living the last couple of years. You know, we, we were close enough to when we became Christians that we can remember very vividly the excitement of like first figuring out who Jesus is and like feeling his presence and uh, it being this night and day experience. Um, But we're also far enough along that, you know, that excitement has kind of faded. And while we know God is still faithful and we still feel him around us, you know, how do you deal with, how do you deal with the silence of God when you start walking into those seasons? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you, how do you reconcile, you know, questions and thoughts and doubts that um, aren't necessarily white and black in scripture or have this interpretation or that interpretation based off of your upbringing or theological, you know, landing. Um, So the entire record is 
written out of this place of like, what the heck is going on? Where is God? I'm sure you're here still, because that's what I believe. You know, our foundations are still firm in Christ, but just about everything else is not, you know. Um, and so Take Me Back, this first song is just, it, it sets the stage for the rest of the record and saying, welcome, here's where we are. <laughs> All those songs on the rest of the, the whole album are like this, mm-hmm. you know. Well, Drake and Lucy Jane from Drakeford, thank you very much indeed for being us today for the Arsed interview. And this is the world exclusive premiere of Take Me Back. Take me back to when I knew that I needed you, that I needed you. To the passion of my youth. Get more interviews now. Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.